0: This is the Conduit Church Teaching Podcast. Thanks for joining us. It's our mission to be a conduit of Jesus to the community in front of us and the world around us, starting with the teaching of His Word. Enjoy the message. And my name is Mo. I am one of the pastors here, um, specifically the executive pastor. And uh, it's kind of a fancy name, but all it really means is just to execute the mission and vision of our lead pastor and of our elder board and of our staff and our church and ultimately what the Lord would have for us to do here. And so I've been in that role for about seven years and each and every year we uh, we do like a year in review. And so that's what this year, or that's what today is, like just kind of a year in review just so that you can kind of see what all you have done through your generosity over this past 12 months. And in fact, it was 12 months ago today. If you remember, um, it was uh, our groundbreaking ceremony out back. And even though, one thing we did learn is even though we put shovels in the ground to break for the groundbreaking ceremony didn't necessarily mean that the builders were going to do the same thing because it took about three or four months later for that to get rolling. So we'll talk a little bit more about that here in a minute. But yes, today is Valentine's Day, of course, and nothing gets me riled up more than talking about numbers and spreadsheets on Valentine's Day. (laughs) So this is the perfect day for this. And of course, my, uh, can I say it? My smoking hot Brian, can I say that? I already did. I love you, babe. Happy Valentine's Day. Um, One thing I want to make sure that we're on the same page with, and that is our mission statement. Everything we do is... uh, couched or guardrails are set through this mission statement. You hear us talk about it often, but I want to make sure that you know it. And that is simply that we exist. Conduit Church exists to be a conduit of Jesus to the community in front of us and the world around us. It's a very simple statement, but it's very clear and very obvious as to how we want to serve others, not just here at home, but abroad. And then last year, um, we kind of put out, a, not necessarily a challenge, but just kind of a, a verse for us to, as a church, to kind of live by. And you, you hear us talk about it a lot, and it's Hebrews 10, and starting with 23 through verse 25, we actually have it printed on the walls in the church as well. And I want us to read this together. So if you have your Bible app, uh, you have your phone with you, call that up pull it up. You have your actual Bible with pages on it. Uh, open that up as well to Hebrews 10, 23 and 25 and highlight this, maybe mark Conduit Church next to it uh, for 2020. Cause this is kind of the, the chapter of the passage that we, we lived by that we operated in this past year. And it says this, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he has promised for he who promised is faithful. So we just sung about and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. And in verse 25, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. And it wasn't two weeks later from us throwing this passage out and talking about this verse, doing a year in review, that... Pandemic hit, and we we had to shut down for about twelve weeks. But what I love about this is that this was still kind of our guardrails for how we operated. That we would not neglect meeting together, and so we found a lot of very creative ways to do that, as you know. And of course, that resulted in twelve weeks of us doing a live live studio audience. it really wasn't an audience; it was a few of us but we came to you live for 12 weeks um, and turned this into a, a TV studio, and we made sure that we could still be together. Okay, so I just want to jump into some numbers and give you some context to what we're doing here at Conduit. And and I, and I wanted to make sure that you understand that it's not about the numbers as much as it is the story and the people behind the numbers. There is so much happening each and every week and throughout the year here at Conduit. And because of your generosity, we are able to do so many things and it it, it flies by and it goes by so fast. And I want to make sure that you have some context to what it is we're doing. You may not know this, but in 2020, over $2.3 million passed through this church through the Conduit into the community in front of us and the world around us. If you think about a church our size, that's it's kind of a shocking number, to be honest. And in fact, even through a uh, pandemic year, if we want to call it that, it was actually up 9% over the previous year, which is astounding. It's just really hard to believe that it was the the, the the income, the your generosity continued to come through regardless of us maybe not being able to meet together traditionally. 9% increase over last year. And so it breaks down like this. It's super simple, and it's kind of amazing how it works. It's almost 50-50. 51% of income came through our tithes and offerings, traditional tithes and offerings, and another 49% came through our mission efforts directly and specifically. And you may not be able to see this in the graphic at home, but at the very bottom, it reads, zero debt since 2010. This is a a church that has operated for the past 11 years on zero debt debt. And we're excited to hopefully continue that. And we'll talk about that here soon. But I wanted to give you some examples of what the mission looked like. So $1.13 million came through the conduit mission last year. And even just saying those numbers that a million plus came through, um, is, is it just an unbelievable number? Not only just historically for us and this past year was the largest, uh, the largest year of giving that conduit has ever had but i want to kind of just give some examples and there's a slide that will kind of show and it's going to be again maybe difficult to see and i'll post these slides on our website that, so you can read through them but there's a bunch of examples on this that again just again tell stories it tells a lot of stories about people in the gospel in the truth in relief and help from guatemala to Zimbabwe, to Kenya, Nepal, Uganda, and Haiti, and I believe we found out this week that, uh, or actually yesterday, we had moved to number 85. 85 families have now been freed in Southeast Asia, and that was, an, that was a, an effort that began just six months ago, six to seven months ago, and because of your insane generosity, 85 families are now free with the truth of the gospel and free to start their lives over again. And one thing that we love is this wall outside of this hallway here that shows their pictures. There are faces and names with these people and there's incredible stories that are developing. So I encourage you even to just stop in the hallway and, and look at their, look at their faces. You can, you can truly see the joy in their faces from taking a picture right after they find out that they're free. And that is, again, because of your generosity. So whether it's northern Iraq or Honduras or right here in our own backyard, I don't know if you remember this or not, but in March, March 2nd, I believe, of 2020, a tornado ripped through Nashville as if there wasn't anything else going on. Uh, A tornado came through Nashville and devastated some some areas, some of our friends. And so you guys partnered along with us. And we delivered four truckloads and two trailers full of uh, tornado relief supplies in partnership with another church in Donaldson. You continue to help fight uh, against addiction at Place of Hope in Columbia, and we continue to partner with, and this last year we partnered with Pregnancy Center of Middle Tennessee. This is what these baby bottles are for. We were able to buy a sonogram, is that what it's called? A sonogram this past year. Um, just just some incredible tools and resources that, again, are helping the community in front of us and the world around us. These, these are. This is just a snapshot. This is a list. Again, maybe it might be hard to see from where you're at but it's just a snapshot of all the different stories and all the different ways that your generosity made an impact into the kingdom. Okay, so where does it go? Everything that comes in goes right out, but I wanted to kind of give a breakdown, and I do this every year to kind of give you an idea of exactly how the money is spent. As we know, uh, 49% of everything that comes in goes straight out to missions, a one for one for every dollar, one dollar automatically goes out. We don't take an admin fee, et cetera. And also it's, it's most churches default. Um, it's just generally known that, that they give 10 to 20%. Their goal is to give 10 to 20% of their income to missions. Um, we have blown past that. It's our goal to give if we could, we would give 100%. Um, but 49% of everything that comes in has gone right to our mission opportunities. And the rest is, is to keep this, this, this troop carrier running through our personnel, through discipleship opportunities. That's all of our ministries, uh, our admin, and of course our facilities cost is a 3%. We have dialed it in really tight as, as it pertains to this current building to only have 3% uh, cost year over year. And of course, again, we are, we're still debt-free, and I want to get back to that here in a, in a second. One of the questions that I get asked a lot is, well, Mo, how many people are a part of Conduit Church now? And as you may know, we, 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 have, we have grown over the past few years. And if you do remember, even 11 years ago, there were probably about 100 of us that would meet at Independence High School, and we have grown since then. And so right now for 2020, you know, given the stop and start of the year, we averaged about 445 folks each and every Sunday. It's kind of been a slow return from COVID. Uh, However, that was for for 2020. For the past couple of months into 2021, we are up closer to 600 a week that join us on a Sunday, Uh, except for today, we have about 16 and hopefully maybe uh, several hundred watching online. So again, thank you for doing that. Um, and of course, with the stream, th- this has been something that we we jumped into uh, over this past year to try to make it as, as best as we can. And we are super grateful for those that maybe haven't joined us back in person, but you are watching us online each and every Sunday. And just because you're not here on a Sunday, doesn't mean that you're not a part of our family. And so thank you for choosing to do that. I think of one specific story. I think of Chris Roman, my, my good buddy, Chris. He is uh, trying to be very cautious. He has uh, some, uh, some respiratory issues. Chris, I know you're watching. Um, so he's been super cautious about coming back. But he uh he volunteers in the parking lot at 8 30 a.m which he was scheduled to do today and actually arrived a little early before the text went out so he gets here at 8 30 to serve and then rushes home to watch us live each and every sunday and that kind of heart that kind of attitude is just amazing and really is inspiring and so on average we have about 200 viewers each and every sunday 200 to 250 viewers that watch our live stream which, again, thinking back, I mean, that was the size of our entire church at one point. And now we kind of have a, a, a completely online campus in some ways that watch each and every Sunday. We launched, if you remember, we launched our Deeper podcast this past year, and since June 1st with our Deeper podcast and our regular teaching podcast, we've had uh, around 34,000 downloads since then, uh, which is actually pretty encouraging, Darren, that people are, are tuning in. Um, it, it's, it's just another way for us to, to engage, another way for us to engage. Altogether, we have around 887 individuals that would call themselves regular attenders, And that number, again, continues to baffle us uh, as it continues to grow, which represents right around 251 individual households that would call Conduit their church home. And uh, that's a blessing. It's an honor. And we want to serve you as best as we possibly can. And we are so grateful for your involvement and the ways that you guys engage with us each and every week. One of those ways is just through our volunteers. We found out, we've, we've kind of dove into the numbers too to find out that for all of our regular attending adults, one out of every two are volunteering in some way. So that's around 49% of our adults are volunteering in some way. Now, that is a huge number, it's a big number, uh, but we actually need it to be bigger. We want to celebrate the success and also give a challenge. Um, we, we're, our kids' ministry is growing, um, as you can see on a Sunday, uh, maybe not today, but each and every Sunday we are kind of busting out of the seams in some ways. And so that's just requiring more volunteers. A month ago, we launched our children's ministry for our 830 service. So that meant trying to find volunteers and poor Audrey Cawthon running around asking everybody that actually was breathing to uh, volunteer in some way for the littles. And it's it's been great. The response has been awesome. But if you are, have been thinking about volunteering and you think, well, now's probably the time, I, I hear that call. You can simply do that by going to conduitchurch.com forward slash volunteer and just fill out the form and that'll get you in the system. But we would love to have you as part of our volunteer Family. Of course, with all of these people, we are trying to and looking for ways that we can connect. And one of those ways has been through uh, an idea that our discipleship pastor James Boyd has launched called Meetups, Conduit Meetups, we just talked about. And that is probably a super simple way for you to easily engage with people that live in your neighborhood or near you. We have nine to 10, probably close to 10 meetup sites right now that are live that you can join. That's through the church center app. You just download the app if you haven't already and go to groups. There's a little tab at the bottom. Click that. It says groups. And then you can see the meetups listed there as well. And select yours. We have one in South Franklin, Thompson Station, Northern Columbia, et cetera, et cetera. And this is just a super informal way for you to meet folks that uh, live near you, that call themselves conduits, and uh, and, and break bread together, and and just hang out. And we're hoping and praying that relationships form through that, through that simple way of gathering, uh, to spur on small groups, spur on Bible studies, and just relationship in general. Super excited about that. And, you know, I I was going to kind of call out and ask those to maybe stand up on a traditional Sunday uh, for those that have been with us since the high school. Um, And so that's been 11 years ago and we still have a rather large contingency. Yeah, Zach in the back. He's raising his arms. He's running cameras today. Um, There is a bunch of you that have been with us for the past 11 years that have been with us loading and unloading the trailer. If you remember the conduit tra- trailer, what was its nickname, Darren? Mm-hmm. MAMU, the Mobile Assault Ministry Unit. Um, our enti- Everything that we owned as a church fit in one trailer, a car hauler. And so since those days, we still have a bunch of those families still with us today. You've been through us from the high school to when we took over this property and and hopefully with us as we enter into this, this next season of the new building. And we just wanted to honor you and say thank you. Thank you for walking alongside us. I know that you may feel like You know, you you don't know everybody anymore like we all used to, uh, especially coming on a Sunday, but we're just super grateful for your, your, your loyalty, your friendship, your relationship, and you guys are just the backbone of Conduit. We just wanted to thank you for that. Okay, so I kind of wanted to talk about this next project that we're doing. As you all know, we've been in construction for about 12 months, and uh, we're we're building a new sanctuary, and I kind of wanted to show you a picture of kind of how it started. Okay, so this is Shannon, who is just willing this thing together, and myself looking at the the new sanctuary. So this is kind of how it started, but I also wanted to show you how it's going. I don't know if you've seen that meme. This is how it's going. Um, I'm, I'm getting older and grayer and looking more and more like my dad every week. Um, and somehow Shannon is staying younger and and looking sharp and ready to go. Um, this thing is, this thing's going to put me in the loony bin at the end of the day, but we're going to have a brand new building. And so, but we're really excited about this. We are nearing a close to this project over the next few months. It's hard to believe. We are super excited. But many of you may not know anything about this or the context of it, so I just wanted to share just a little bit. About three years, three and a half years ago, we launched just the idea, the concept of what's next for Conduit. Um, We started seeing kind of our numbers growing, and we knew, just based on what I'm sharing today, the more people that were here and present, the larger of an impact we were having through our Conduit mission outlets the more money that would come through, the more people that we could go on trips, the more, more people that we could deploy to areas in need. And we just felt like the next step for us was to build a modest auditorium to facilitate a lot of the growth. And so with that, uh, we launched Conduit Next was kind of the theme, this, this next step of obedience in Conduit's church history. And so we started that process about three years ago. And the first couple years has all been paperwork with the county. Um, and it's a lot of hurdles and challenges. It is not easy to build something uh, from scratch uh, with Williamson County. There's, there's just a lot of building going on, so you just got to get in line. And so through that process, we have been able to obviously start and get through a lot of this construction. And so what it is, it's a 12,500 square foot addition that will uh, hold a 450 seat auditorium as well as uh, offices in the back. And of course, the big thing, one of the biggest needs is additional parking, as you know. So we are really, actually, I am personally just as excited about our big new parking lot uh, as the building, and this this will accommodate uh, the community in such a way, and it will accommodate our church family in such a way that we'll be able to make a bigger impact for the kingdom. And so, what does this project look like? Well, it was our goal three years ago to do a three million dollar project, and. We have been able to hold on to that. It is about a $3.2 million project. Even after, you know, materials costs have gone up over the past couple of years, we've had to kind of cut things away because it's been our goal to stay around this number. And we have, we've been super diligent with that. And so with that though, the really good news is over the past 18 months, you have raised $1.1 million as a church family. This is above and beyond everything I just shared that has come in for the mission and for our, just our general operating expenses. These are the commitments that you all have made over the past 18 months that has put a serious dent into this project in terms of cost. A third of it has been covered in 18 months. I would love to think that this rest of this $2.1 million could be erased and eliminated over another We can get another third out of 18 months and then another 18 months erase the other thirds. We'd be done with this thing in the next three years. What a blessing that would be. What's also really cool is that note would be around $15,000 a month in overage costs and our mortgage costs. Um, but what's, what is really cool is we've been paying ourselves about 20 grand a month for the past 18 months in preparation for that, just to make sure that that's something that we can even afford. And it is something that we can afford. And we've been socking it right to savings and to our expansion fund. And so it is our goal. And we just ask you to join with us in this goal that that 2.1 to be debt-free uh, actually reads zero sooner than later. And so that the impact can be broader, And wider in that funds aren't an issue. Another cool number is this $13,000 monthly commitments. When we asked for you to maybe commit an X amount of dollars per month uh, to the expansion fund, many of you did, and you have stuck with it over this past year and just wanted to say thank you. That $13,000 a month is straight from your commitments that you made over a year ago, and it it is really making a huge difference in our costs. We're able to cash roll a lot of this project, so thank you. The entire goal of of this building project in general um, is so that we can. In, in, in one of the sermon series that we're going through right now, obviously, is talking about being a triple threat, and we want to help you discover your gifts, so that we can uh, you can discover them. What is the next one, Darren? Discover, develop them through discipleship. And then deliver them and deploy them. And so that's what a conduit is. It is an active, moving uh, entity that's not just stagnant. It's not just sitting here. We're not just creating um, creating a, a club here of all of us conduits. We are coming in, we are learning, and we are deploying each other in one another. And so with that being said, with the study of the gifts that we've been going through, is something that's really on our hearts to, to teach and share. I would ask that you if you have your Bibles again, whether it's on your app or your actual Bible, I want you just to read this this passage with me. It's in First Peter chapter four. Turn to first Peter chapter four and look at verse seven, starting in verse seven. And you kind of using this <coughs> excuse me, using this passage to to give us some context for this next season, this next year. 1 Peter 4, starting in verse 7, says, The end of all things is at hand. And how truer could that be, seemingly, in the world? The end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be self-controlled and sober-minded. Could also be rendered, be serious, be watchful. And thinking through that, it's 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 a reminder when we're when we're clear thinking, um, in in knowing that the nearest, that the end is at hand, perhaps, um, the last days, however you want to define that. Just being reminded to have a pilgrim mentality that we are just sojourning through this earth as crazy as things can be, as, as wild as the world can be. It's just reminding ourselves to gain perspective of who we are in Christ and in this world and that we are just passing through. Verse eight, above all, above everything, keep loving one another earnestly or fervently. That's could be rendered fervently as well. Since love covers a multitude of sins, show hospitality to one another without grumbling. And I love that verse because in fact, love is intensely um, practical. It's not just emotional, it's practical. Um, As you can see on the list of the mission uh, examples, It's practical. We are practically, you are practically meeting needs of those that are hungry, that are thirsty, that are without the truth in the gospel. Love compels. It doesn't just feel like we do on this day, this Valentine's Day with chocolate and flowers. It's way more than that. It compels us to do something. Verse 9 show hospitality to one another without grumbling. Without grumbling, this is, this is not to be something that we complain about. It's not something that we do out of obligation. It is something, again, we are compelled to do. Love compels. As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another. It is not yours. This gift is not your gift. The gift that you have is not your gift. It is to be given to others, to, use, to be used for others. As good stewards of God's varied grace whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God or the words of God, who serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies, thank goodness, in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. This is our challenge. This is, this is our goal. This is, this is why we exist. Love compels us to do something. And you have shown that this past year in 2020, already into this year, what we can do when we band together under one mission and generosity, not only in our giving and our finances, but in our time. I want to read that same passage as we wrap up this morning. In the message, it's a paraphrase. It's Eugene Peterson. Um, it's just a paraphrased passage of First Peter 4, 7 through 11. I just love how this is worded. It's the same passage we just read. But it says this. Everything in the world is about to be wrapped up. So take nothing for granted. Stay wide awake in prayer. Most of all, love each other as if your life depended on it. Love makes up for practically anything. Be quick to give a meal to the hungry, a bed to the homeless, cheerfully. Be generous with the different things God gave you, passing them around so all get in on it. If words, let it be God's words. If help, let it be God's hearty help. That way, God's bright presence will be evident in everything through Jesus, and he'll get all the credit as the one mighty in everything. Encores to the end of time. Amen. This, this is our challenge, this is our goal this year. It's awesome that we're gonna have a new facility, that's great, but that's, that doesn't define us and that doesn't. Um, that's not what we talk about, that's not what we lead with, is a new building and a new parking lot. It's exciting and we put a lot of hard work into it, but that's not who we are. Who we are is what this says. There is work to do, there is an urgency in our culture, in our community, to tell the truth. And what does the truth look like? It looks like a bunch of different things. It looks like a bunch of Jesus people using their gifts in a generous way. That's what it talks about, be generous with your gift. And so we're just, we're grateful. We are, you know, we we do these reports each and every year. And I can't imagine doing a report with bad news or uh, very, you know, less than exciting news. Um, But each and every year, it's amazing news. And it just, it shows, it's a reflection of your heart. It's a reflection of the blessing that the Lord has, for whatever reason, given us. And we want to steward that well. We want to protect it. That is the goal, is to protect the vision, protect the mission. And we're just so excited for what's next. All right, let's pray. Lord, thank you for everything that you have done in this place. Thank you for even us just being able to gather right now. Some of us physically here, but even just over the airways, through the internet, we are gathered because we are gathered in your name. And so because of that, Lord, we thank you for this body of believers that inspire, that, are, uh, that encourage, that are compelled to do something about the truth. Lord, thank you for the many opportunities. Thank you for the generosity. And as the the passage says, as the verse says, it's for your glory, not for ours, not that we can talk about it, not for conduit's glory, but for your glory because of your extravagance, because of your sovereignty. Lord, we lift you up today, each and every day. We thank you for what's next in this season of conduit. We, We pray specifically for 2021, for this year, Lord, that you would guide us, that you would direct us, that it would be about you, Lord. We pray for the uh, just a spirit of humility to invade this place, or that we would lead with humble hearts. That our hearts would break for what breaks yours, and then we would do something about it. Lord, we thank you. Lord, I pray that everybody stays safe this week. Lord, we um, we pray for protection over the weather. There's potentially a winter storm coming over the next 48 hours. And so we just uh, pray for the decision makers. We pray for those that do have to travel. Lord, we just pray for their safety. Um, just watch over us, protect us, and bring us back together next Sunday in your house and in your name. Amen. Thank you. Have a good week.